Hey guys, welcome to the Health Addict Show. Before we get started though, I wanna cover a couple things. This show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I am not your doctor. So if you have questions or concerns about your own health, please ask a physician, okay? Get the right information for you. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. everybody, welcome to the Health Addict Show. I am Tommy J. I am here again to tell you about health things in the health field. And of course, just random things you might ever just want to know about health. So, it's been another fine week in healthcare. We're continuing to make progress in the fight against COVID-19 that we've all been fighting so hard in healthcare for over this last, well at this point, two years. I'm getting close here. I think March was our first case here in Michigan. Um, as far as COVID-19. So we're almost at the two-year mark for treating COVID-19 within the hospital system. So one of the biggest things that's coming out in the news right now is over the ivermectin usage in the United States. So there was actually a prison in Arkansas. This You might have seen this in the news over the summer or late fall of last year mostly. I know they got big headlines in the fall. But there was four inmates in an Arkansas prison that was given ivermectin to treat COVID. And the doctor, it's Dr. Karras. I hope I'm saying his name right. He gave these four inmates, as soon as he heard that he tested positive for COVID, to do his own test study on these patients and see how well they would react to ivermectin. Now, most of us know that our work in healthcare, ivermectin is not a prescribed medication and it's definitely not promoted by the FDA or CDC to be given for COVID-19. There's just no clinical data to show that it works well. And for this doctor to take that into his own hands and try it is very risky and a terrible idea. Plus, humans aren't guinea pigs. You can't just give somebody without their consent that type of medication. It's super negligent. And these inmates didn't have just no side effects after taking this. They had blurred vision. They had humongous stomach cramps. They had massive diarrhea. So in their lawsuit, they outlined all these issues that they were having post ivermectin treatment from this doctor in this prison. And then for those who don't know, ivermectin is an antiparasitic. So the main use of it is in sheep. It's used as antiparasites. So um, they did do some lab studies and it showed there was some inhibition in the spike proteins onto the cell. So there was some studies that show it does have a capacity to stop COVID-19 from attaching to the cell. Here's the issue though. In order for that to work, the dose has to be a hundred times the level that has been known to effectively treat for humans that we are capable of withstanding. So we use an LD5050. It's a lethal dose and the chances of us not doing well. And this is 100 times higher than that level, meaning we cannot take this drug at an effective level without killing ourselves to make sure that we don't get COVID-19. Then that's a big problem. I mean, drugs are supposed to be effective and safe, and the efficacy of ivermectin is just not there. So anyone out there taking ivermectin, I highly recommend stopping. It's not going to really do anything for you. You can say it does. It's going to be anecdotal, though. There's no real information out there that shows that any dose you're taking from the pharmacy is going to help you treat COVID-19. And it's scary. There was like 5,000 prescriptions over the last summer 
for the ivermectin and it like costs insurance over two million dollars to treat people that doesn't even have e efficacy for treating people what a waste of money now what does work which is really cool coming out and they've been utilizing and it has been working is this monoclonal antibodies now the monoclonal antibodies are actually lab created they're antibodies that we've been giving people to fight covid 19 just like your own immune system these antibodies attach those spike proteins and stop it from getting to you so these are actually effective ways of treating COVID-19. Usually it's an IV, takes about, I think they said two to three hours overall for the whole process. And they'll probably let you sit for another hour just to make sure you don't have allergic reactions. It's kind of the same thing that everybody's been doing with the vaccine, making sure people don't have an allergic reaction once at getting the dose. And I know some people are like, well, why would you want to take something that has a chance of getting an allergic reaction? For most of these people that are getting the monoclonal antibodies, they're very sick people or immunocompromised. They're the elderly, obese. Um, there are, are people that are prone to giving COVID-19 or populations that are COVID-19 um, inherently easier to get. It's just a better idea for people that could be more susceptible to COVID-19 to try the monoclonal antibodies. It's a really revolutionary way to treat antivirals. All right, enough of the COVID-19. Let's talk about your liver. Is your liver a super organ? I would have to say yes. The liver is a fantastic, very efficient, very capable organ that you really, really need. Now, yes, it's not just a punching bag for your alcohol as many healthcare workers seem to like to do, but the liver really helps us with a lot of things. It helps us with metabolism, helps us with digestion, it helps with cleansing our blood, it helps with metabolizing what we take for pharmaceuticals. It is a very efficient and needed organ. So let's talk about your liver, what it actually does. The first thing it does is help with digestion and absorption. So right after the stomach and into your small intestine, your body's already trying to get some of these nutrients back from your food. And your liver helps by releasing bile. Bile breaks down the fat, breaks down the glucose, it breaks down your proteins into amino acids. And this bile helps get all these nutrients from your food into the body. And bile itself is very, uh, it's very salty for one. So it helps break down vitamin D2 into its active form so we can use it with calcium for your bones. But it also has a bicarbonate in it too, which helps neutralize the acid from your stomach. Now, another important thing that your liver does do is help regulate blood volume in two ways. One, we use albumin. Albumin is something your body naturally makes to help regulate that blood volume. And you'll notice that if someone has a drop in albumin, when we measure in the, you'll notice that their blood volume is also not doing very well or they'll be hypotensive in a way or hypertensive. Another thing is your liver helps filtrate old blood cells out. And your spleen also helps get rid of these old blood cells. They'll break it down. And one of the byproducts of that is bilirubin. And if you ever notice someone being yellow, not many people do unless you work in the medical field or you know someone who suffers from liver failure, but when they turn yellow, we call this jaundice. And that is one of the keyest indicators of liver failure. Another thing that your liver does is it helps with clotting. There's actually a lot of clotting factors that come from your liver. So without these clotting factors, our blood would be so thin. I mean, the smallest scraper cut could cause blood just to pool out and never actually clot off. These are important things in our body that we need that our liver helps with. 
And a couple more quick things that your liver does do, it does help with hormonal function. Um, IGF is one big one that promotes cell growth. Um, you have angiotensin, which is another one that regulates salt and potassium levels, especially for your kidneys. It's like a big blood pressure regulator. Um, and then finally, like the biggest thing that we always need our liver for is just removing and detoxifying our body, especially with alcohol, drugs, and other unwanted waste in the body, the liver is a punching bag for this. So it's very important to take care of your liver to make sure so that it can regulate all this stuff that's going on in your body. All right, now if I haven't persuaded you yet that your liver is a super organ, I called on some GI buddies and I'm gonna give you some cool facts though about your liver. First of all, you hold two years of vitamin A worth in your body. In fact, your liver is so good, such, even like polar bears livers too, that the Inuits don't even eat it or feed it to their dogs because it's so toxically full of vitamin A. So also the liver is the most regenerative organ in the body. As long as you have 25% of this organ, it will fully regenerate itself. That's why liver transplants are so easy from a living donor to another family member is because you can take part of the liver, mind you have a left and right lobe, you can give part of your liver to a family member and your liver will grow back and your family member can also regrow an entire liver. The liver is so interesting and they're actually studying it in science because of this regenerative factor. There's not really any other organ besides the liver that has this level of regenerative factor. Even your skin has like scar tissue and everything else that comes with it when it regenerates. The liver is fully intact. And this is partly because it has over 300 billion specialized cells that can accommodate itself. Even during pregnancy, it grows and engorges itself larger to accommodate the fetus. All right, folks, that's all I'll talk about your liver. And that's pretty much the show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, always remember you can message me on any of the social media platforms and I will try to get back with you as soon as I can. And I appreciate you all for listening. I hope you stay healthy, stay safe, and continue to be addicted to your health. Have a great day, folks.